0: Bing, bong, bing, ba, bing, ba, bing,
1: bong. It's good to be back, Claire. We're back.
0: I'm wearing purple pants today.
1: Nobody cares, Claire.
0: I just thought I'd uh, say it for Collings to edit out my per sounds. Oh. (laughs) Poor Collings. He's long-suffering.
1: Poor, ponderous. (laughs) Poor, ponderous
0: Collings. (laughs) 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 The poor
1: person. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Very quick. It's so
0: slow-witted.
1: It's late. We've had a long oh, no. day.
0: Oh, is it? I don't know. What time is it? Who knows? Hello, I'm Claire. James is here also. Also, I realised I haven't plugged the headphones in. Oh, wasn't I that interesting? plugged them into my laptop. I was trying to figure out why I couldn't hear us.
1: I saw you do it and I just went, I was thinking to myself, yeah, that seems right. Like I didn't even notice.
0: <laughs> we are slowly going mad mm, and we are both running at, what, 20%?
1: About that, yeah. That's 40% in total. And is that how percentages work? I'm not sure. But I don't know. Uh, We are back in lockdown at the moment, so we were doing a lot of homeschool and and this and that. But we're here to suggest things. We're here to be like, hey, we've taken the time to watch or read something, and now you have to listen to us talk about it. And also listen to your... The video just finished publishing. I was going to fix
0: that. (laughs) You can hear it publishing in the background. For those who haven't been to this show before, welcome. Welcome to the destination. James is a YouTuber. He runs the channel Mr. (laughs) Sunday Movies and likes to yell a lot uh, into the void, no, not really. I'm just here by myself, so this is fun. Anyway. Sorry, I thought I
1: muted it. When when I finish publishing a video, it, like often like it automatically opens and I ah. never wanted to do that, so I don't know why I haven't changed that setting. Anyway. It's you...
0: been doing that for ten years. Yes.
1: What are you recommending?
0: <laughs> do you know, okay, just on a side note, I will sometimes, I remember this very clearly before we had kids and we lived in a tiny <sighs> flat, I would often <sighs> wake up in the middle of the night to hear that happen. Yeah. Because you'd left the laptop running to publish. Yep. And then because we lived in like two rooms, that was ostensibly one room with a dividing wall. It's and got I to do it. it. It's got to do it. It's got to do it. Anyway, my, my turn first, your Let's turn first. Oh, no, I'd love you to
1: do it. Let's see what you got.
0: All right, dude.
1: Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> you didn't bring anything this week?
0: That was my gag. Oh. I was, I was doing a gag. I was love doing gags. a bit. Oh.
1: I would have been, that's a massive power play. I would have loved that if you were really like, no, nah, I just didn't do anything. <laughs> didn't do my no, work.
0: That's no, that's not who I am. Deep down in my core I'm a big old
1: nerd. Mm. So, I would have respected that as a teacher. but kid's are like, I didn't do it. And I'm like, why not? They're just like, I just didn't. I'd be like, yeah, fair. I often do that. I just didn't do it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I know you. Oh, yeah, don't do that if you're a student. That teacher will fucking hate that. That is... They will. It's that the is earlier. exclusive to me. Yeah,
0: that is exclusive to James, who is no longer a teacher for that very reason. Yeah. <laughs> because you don't care if kids are doing it. I wouldn't homework.
1: react like that. I wouldn't be like, "That's great," because like, you can't.
0: No, but, but deep down in your heart, yeah, that's like, what you were thinking. Good. You were like, "I respect that, mate. Yeah. Good on you." Okay, so I want to talk about a show that we've both been watching called The White Lotus.
1: Oh yeah. Yes. Do
0: you have that on your list? I don't
1: actually. I was hoping you'd bring it up and then I wouldn't have to write anything down about it. What do you got?
0: (laughs) All right. Excellent. So The White Lotus is an American satire comedy drama television miniseries created, directed and written by Mike White. Mike White. Um, And it's on HBO Yes, So you can get it there and it's on Binge, which yes. is like Foxtel, I think, in yeah. Australia. I don't really know. But mm. that's where you can find it currently. various VPNs
1: you can access. It various
0: via. VPNs, correct. Yeah. Exactly. So it was greenlit in October 2020 and filmed in Hawaii in late 2020. So they somehow managed to do this during the pandemic times.
1: Well, because the entire thing is, is shot and set within a hotel. So it, it would make sense that you would be able to do that if you just locked everybody down in there.
0: That's so true. And it's probably yeah. actually a really smart location yeah. to do it in for that very reason. And spoiler alert, we happen to go to that hotel. Just to
1: clarify, this isn't a spoiler for the show, like oh, yeah. at all. This is know. a personal anecdote.
0: <laughs> it is. Why did I say spoiler alert? I don't know, I don't know. my brain's like misfiring. Anyway, I just thought maybe I wanted to say personal anecdotes. Sure, alert, alert. <laughs> ding ding, ring um, a ding ding. Uh, mm. Yeah, we've been there. We went to a friend's wedding because it's a set in the at the Four Seasons. Well, it's,
1: it's not set at the Four. The, the hotel is called the White Lotus, but it's filmed at the Four Seasons. Correct. And when when we started it, we we're like, we've been here. Like yeah, it before. looks so yeah.
0: familiar. It turns out, yeah, we have yeah. just for one night because it night. was a very expensive. But we stayed there for one night, and it, it was, a, was so awesome. It was
1: amazing. it genuinely. Yeah. I mean, it's also like weird because it's like people running around, hand and foot, like looking yeah, up. Yeah, it's and like crazy
0: next level Four you know. Seasons esque. I've never been to a hotel like that no, ever. And the wedding
1: was amazing. Oh, it was it. oh, uh, that was
0: just so gorgeous and great. And it was right on the clifftops. Anyway, uh, we digress. Yeah. The actual TV show itself is set in the hotel mm-hmm. and it surrounds a few central characters, one of which is Armand, who's played by Mary Bart. Murray Bartlett, which is and a
1: very Australian name. He,
0: yes, he's very is he actually Bartlett. Australian. He is Australian yeah. yeah, I knew he looked so familiar. He plays the manager of the White Lotus Resort, who is a recovering dra- drug addict, mm-hmm. and who in the first episode um, acknowledges he's been sober for five years. Yeah, yes. he looks so familiar. He's got a grey mustache. He does. Also, one of my faves, Connie Britton, with the yeah. luxurious red hair. I love her in so many things, including Friday Night Lights. She plays Nicole Mossbatcher who is a CFO of a search engine and sort of the central kind of story is really around her family. Yes. So her and her husband, Mark, and then their daughter and son and then their son's friend. Looks
1: basically. different without a moustache. Yeah,
0: he really does, doesn't Man. he? And the other really awesome person who's in this is Jennifer Coolidge who plays Tanya yes. McCord, a troubled woman whose mother recently died. And, God, that woman's comic timing is so spectacularly great. She is just <laughs> excellent and awful but excellent there's also a married couple who are on their honeymoon and Alexandra daddario plays Rachel who's a journalist and has married this guy called Shane yes. who's sort of he's come from very wealthy money right yeah and very
1: wealthy money he's got a lot of his family's got oh like my god a, he's in sex in the city do you remember this guy from sex in the city <gasps> yes that's why
0: I'm like, like where Australia? have I seen this guy before yeah yes he's. A shoe guy from Sex in the City. So young. Ah, oh, I remember that now. He's really, I think he's like he's he's obsessed with Carrie's shoes. Is he and, weird like, shoe, and he he goes clubbing or something with her. He gets her into all the fancy things. Yeah. And Stanford Blatch has a crush on him. Anywho, back to the white lotus. Yeah, so Shane plays this just like horribly obnoxious, or Jake Lacey, sorry, plays yeah. Shane Patton,
1: plays a really real estate
0: well. agent. Who is just horribly obnoxious and clearly one of those kind of trust fund guys that's yeah. had everything given to him on a silver spoon and is, but so, is still upset. But is still upset really. by everything. Yeah. And it kind of starts off with him being really irritated by them getting the wrong room. Mm. And there's kind of a feud that happens between Armand, the manager of the White Lotus, and him. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Connie Britton's family. So it's really dark. In some ways.
1: It's very upsetting. It's, for, a, for It's set on like an island resort. And it's but it's
0: beautiful. And yeah. the music is very, it just paces through the whole thing and gives mm. you this sense. It's very tropical and Hawaiian, obviously. Yeah. These beautiful Hawaiian vocals but also very kind of jungle-esque and upsetting. Yeah,
1: and it's a lot about like class divide and extreme wealth and poverty and all these kind of other things going on because mm. it focuses on like the, from like the head of the hotel and the richest people to like, you know, who... Clean the local people, stuff yeah,
0: as well. The hotel, yeah. and just what's happened to the local people's yeah. economy because of big resorts like that. So
1: and they have I'd, to come in and do local dances, and oh, that, to, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. It really so it deals with all of the things that you know the internet loves to talk about. Sure, white privilege, yep. male privilege, yep. gender bias, you drug know, drug addiction, drug addiction, you know, the millennial, like the divide between the old and the young, yep. different generations. Connie Britton's character is this kind of quote-unquote powerful woman who's a CFO and, you know, is all for women's rights and equality and supporting other women except her daughter actually doesn't, has this whole other view of the way that her mum operates Mm. in the world which is also a really interesting dynamic. Like her, her daughter is... Very cynical about what her mum does and thinks that she's a really unhappy, deeply unhappy person. Mm. There's that dynamic that plays out. It's also, also like
1: the daughter is benefiting from all of these things yeah, as well at the same time. Totally.
0: You know? And then her husband, Mark, clearly says he's not worried. Steve's on. Yes. And he's really great too. Yeah, he's great. He finds out very early on in the first episode that his dad was actually gay, who mm. died. And so his dad passed away. And so he finds that out because he has a cancer scare. And then that kind of plays out and he starts to unravel sort of thinking about that and changes the way he speaks to his son. What do you think of it? I mean, it's very
1: depressing. Like it's not, uh, it's just, it's it's very.
0: Why do you find it depressing?
1: uh, Because it's it's all just like terrible people with problems that like don't matter.
0: Like slowly
1: converging to a, like it's hinted at, not hinted at, it's, it's said very early on that there's like a terrible thing is kind of going to happen. And you just – but you don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. And we're still – I think we're five in. And we're and still, still not there. Happened. So we don't really know. We're like, oh, this guy's going to – oh, od- no, it's not that. Oh, this person's going to – no, that, that's yeah, not going so, Yeah, so because you find
0: out very – like literally in the first scene that there's someone that dies yeah. basically. And so
1: then, like, is it a murder? Is it an accident? Is it a suicide? Yeah, like, who is it in particular? You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
0: And it, you know, what else? It really the reason I find it so uncomfortable is that it makes you really examine your own privilege. Totally. And how? Because we always have found that, and this is going to make me us sound like assholes, I think. But just, I've always found it really hard to relax at a resort like that. Yeah. Because I know how. Lucky we are to be there, but also all the work that everyone has has had to go to to yeah. for it to be there. Yeah, and I know it also creates jobs in the economy and all those things, but also I feel like it's kind of ruining the environment and the natural landscape, and yeah, it makes and stripping it really away
1: people's culture. And
0: yeah, exactly. money
1: out of yeah like, their communities to
0: be corporations. Wherever, exactly, know? and that whole idea of and then it starts to address colonialism. There's some very big themes. Perched on the island yeah.
1: of Hawaii. But it's not <laughs> yeah. even things that like they it's mentioned, but it's more like a low hum kind of background yeah. to all these other dramas that are like less important but yeah, also like going on. And Yeah, like
0: interpersonal dramas. Yeah, which is interesting. It's well, I think very that's, clever.
1: I think that's, yeah, because like the, it seems like a lot of the times the main people in it are not aware of these things that are happening. That are happening which I think, but as a viewer, you you know, you see it and also the music tells you often.
0: It does, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, but it, it, you're absolutely right. By showing these characters that are so unlikable, you really get a sense of even though they're not un, unaware of their own privilege, mm-hmm. you get a sense of um, what's wrong with the world <laughs> yeah. basically. that's right The other interesting dynamic I think I've enjoyed watching is the dynamic between Shane, so the real estate agent from, you know, a wealthy family and his wife. And the reason I find that really interesting so that his wife is called Rachel Mm. and she was a journalist and not necessarily a very good journalist but she had built her own
1: career. Which she's like, it seems like she worked for like BuzzFeed and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. But she
0: didn't come from money and she's worked really hard. She's incredibly beautiful looking. And she increasingly becomes Alexandra aware. Daddario. Correct. She, oh, did you say yes, that? Yes, you yeah. did. Yep. She increasingly becomes aware that she doesn't actually like this person she's married. Yeah. You know, and because you wouldn't, because he's horribly obnoxious, and that's a really interesting dynamic because she has to make this decision about wanting to keep working, and he just doesn't understand why she would even why want would you? to. Yeah. Why would you want to work? You've got enough money now for forever. Yeah. What's the point? And they examine that, that she's got a prenup and that actually that's where women get into hot water because they give up their career, they give up everything when they get married Mm. and then end up with no superannuation. And if the marriage breaks down, they end up with nothing and no career and no ability to be independent. And there's these kind of interesting conversations they're having over what is ostensibly just like breakfast on their honeymoon. But it's actually about him encouraging her to completely do that. Yeah. And then when his mother comes and she's basically saying, you're a trophy wife, not in that she doesn't say that directly.
1: Oh, she pretty much does. Yeah, there's
0: like an implication that she's a trophy wife and that really her role is to just make her son happy. She's like, why
1: did you marry Why did he marry me? And she's like. You're very attractive, and you seem like you make him happy. It's like yeah, you didn't have like a good answer. No,
0: which kind of she's intimating that she's just sort of like easy in that. Yeah, she looks beautiful, and she's not too clever, and she's not you know she's going to yep. just keep him happy, and that's why they're married. And mm-hmm. anyway, I just I felt like there's just so much in it that's really interesting. So anyway, but also it's awful. <laughs> so oh
1: yeah, we but, probably yeah. watched because I think we watched the first four like mm-hmm. in a row, or maybe not in a row, but over a couple of nights. And yeah. that and you know they're an hour apiece and it just puts you in a very bad headspace.
0: It does. <laughs> However, I also there's something beautiful about looking at the beach in Hawaii. Yeah, and that all is, of that and just being escape. Like, remember that wedding? Yeah,
1: remember that one night we spent? <laughs> it was spent so there.
0: gorgeous. Probably
1: dropped an insane amount of money.
0: Yeah, but it was, yeah. and we could just like lie on the deck chairs we didn't get none
1: of these fancy rooms though that uh no we didn't get no fancy for
0: us it was super fancy you know when we walked in everything like we arrived and they gave us hot towels and like gave me like a a, like a lotus flower i remember or frangipani and i
1: and i thought we were late for the because the wedding was happening i'm like they're like here's the flower thing and i'm like i don't want that like no it wasn't trying to move and i'm like i have no purpose for this i just want to go to my room and have a shower like
0: yeah. I, yeah, and, and I was funny nice well. loving myself yeah. because I give you like a welcome drink and I was like, a welcome drink? Yeah, and
1: I'm like, I don't want a drink or a shower. It
0: was uncharacteristically yeah. stressing as you always are. Anyway,
1: yeah. yeah. But was, no, they were all very nice. They and, were and
0: it was yeah. great. And then we had cocktails in the bar. Oh, and, I remember and, those and t-
1: days. And tip, your, uh, just tip the stuff, you know what I mean? Correct. Which is something that wasn't well, something I struggled with in America but was just like, oh, I have to do this thing and I'm like,
0: how much do you do it? It's
1: like 10%, I guess, or whatever, depending on the meal. But then one time I got a sandwich and they're like, I'm like, do I tip for the guy who sells, gives the sandwich? And they're like, no. And I'm like, but why do I not tip this guy? But I tip, but I, I know, buy a beer so and confusing. like, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't have to do with it.
0: Anyway, the White Lotus, I'd yeah. recommend it.
1: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Dumb. I watched a, a YouTube documentary on uh, the channel Real Stories hosted by Reggie Yates. It's a British documentary YouTube thing. Uh, it's called Britain's toxic body culture dying for a six-pack, right? And it sounds like that you know that Britain's a lot of like like, trash and, like, look, your body's got a hole in it and whatever, you know what I mean? A lot of oh
0: those ones where it's, like, snog, marry a void. Have
1: no, it's more, you know, one? it's, like, horrible body stories. Oh, that's that show. Yeah. What's it's, that? Is it called Horrible It's body? something like that. But anyway, it's yeah. not that. It's essentially it talks about, like, the extreme pressure on males now on, on, uh, on staying in shape, about staying in shape as opposed to what it used to be. And it's all about, like, dieting and workouts and surgery and, like, body dysmorphia and steroids and testosterone replacement and all these other things that men are now doing to kind of fit into a this type of mold which is expecting of them. You know what I mean? There's and It's this billion-dollar industry that has kind of propped up, you know, in the last few years because there is a lot more online stuff, you know, with trainers or like your Joe Rogans who's on all sorts of fucking HGH and which is human growth hormone and a bunch of other stuff going on and how there is this kind of like the acceptable male body has kind of shifted in the way that it, like it's all kind of always been for females. Do you know what I mean? Ah, Yeah, the the tables tables have turned. But it is, it's leading to like bulimia and guys like dehydrating themselves to like look good all the time. Do you know what I mean? And taking like Psalms, which is another like steroid of sorts. I'm not sure of the specifics. I'm sure people will know, but I don't need to know that. But look. It's, it was just really fascinating and it follows a few people in particular of how, like, oh, they look at themselves in the mirror. And I am sure I do this all the time and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I feel like I could have, a, like, a better line here, do you know what I mean? Or my triceps could be bigger or my jaw could be squarer or yeah. whatever. Like, there's one guy when he works out, he's not happy with his abdomen so he literally wraps himself in, um like, glad wrap or cling foil, whatever people call it, and then works out in that to, like, reduce, reduce that which also like that's not even how it works. works because you can't you can't reduce like fat yes. from a particular you can't target a particular part of your body you have to lose weight mm-hmm. in general but that in itself can be dangerous also because having a six-pack as well a lot of the time is unhealthy you're literally starving because you've starved yourself to get you know and to dehydrated that point. and dehydrated too. as well like that happens a lot when you see like guys in movies or whatever almost always if there's a shirtless scene and they've you know gotten really big and ripped or whatever it's you know, chemically enhanced or perhaps surgically enhanced, and on top of like extreme diets and people cooking all the food for them—it's literally their job just to get in shape for this one shirtless scene and and whatever. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. people think that that's like attainable all year round. And it even looks at like like a lot of influencers online who are like, do this one trick and you can do whatever. But they're all like on gear, like they're all all these you know mm-hmm. Instagram influencers or whatever. They just they're just on gear, you know, which is fine. If you want to do that, it's whatever. But like you can technically do it safely, but a lot of the time it's not. You, you know, you meet a guy at the gym and they're like, why don't you try this or whatever? And, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. And it's also it messes up your hormone balance and, you know, you, your libido might like completely decrease. Fertility. Fertility, you know what I mean, all of these different things and you can have long-term like effects on your body, like your body's well-being. You and know? your
0: mental well-being. And your mental
1: well-being, yeah. So... Uh, it's it was interesting. Like it was really interesting to kind of look at something like that and to see the way that it's even changed you know, I mean in the last now. five years. Well, it's been happening. It's been slowly happening for longer than that. But mm-hmm. but yeah, getting in shape is like the way that people you know think a person should look is not feasible yeah. a lot of the time or healthy.
0: You know what I was thinking while you were talking about that. Mm. What is so interesting to me and obviously eating disorders and body dysmorphia which is when you see your body differently from how it actually is and yeah. all those things and i still think disproportionately affects women because Definitely. of the fact yeah. that we live in a patriarchal society which means that men are, like men are still mostly in charge of most things yeah. and so for a lot of the time that can mean that women are supposed to be seen through that male gaze of a mm. particular body however was interesting as you were talking because I realised I've let so much of that go and I'm not mm. saying that I don't still worry about my body and maybe if I was single or something it would be different. Sure, yeah. But I, I like to think maybe not as much as I think because it has taken me so long and so many years to get to a point where I can value my body for what it can do yeah. rather than what it looks like.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And because you're very fit as well. Like you can run for
0: Oh, look, I don't know. Look, yes, I am. I'm very you're, fit. And you're no, excellent not compar- not, capacity. <laughs> not compared to a lot of people. But I but like particularly. I think no, I think
1: if you looked at like uh, generally you'd be fitter than
0: Oh, look, like I a, think I've got a no, lot it's of. it's not this. a
1: competition. It's not what Anyway, but want to talk that about. no, yeah, but yeah.
0: it's not that's not even what I'm trying yes, to say. Okay, what so. am I trying to get at? I think that women have had to cope with this bullshit Mm. of body image and looking at unattainable bodies and examining our bodies in minute detail and hating every part of our body for such a long time that I think we are now coming to a point of body positivity where the media and the culture that we're consuming as women is so much more affirming. And I don't know if you've noticed, but when you walk past like a Bras and Things ad – in the, in the shopping centre, there'll be women with roles and there'll be yeah, women with true, bodies yeah. that are recovering from C-sections or yeah. women who are a size 16, which is the, the actual average size of a woman in Australia. Yeah. We're just coming out of all of that. Mm. And because of the, so many years, we've had to develop all of these coping mechanisms to cope with the onslaught of ridiculous bodies of women that we yeah. see on media, in magazines, in TV shows. Like we've seen that stuff, we've been absorbing it in the cartoons we watched as kids since we were babies.
1: That's true, yeah. And
0: so women, I think, have had to do all this inner work and reading and talking and reflecting and looking for so long to prevent ourselves from going down some really dangerous roads and it doesn't work for everybody and depending on where you are at, I mean, eating disorders and all of those things are so huge. But I do think... There's so much help out there for women as well mm. with that kind of stuff because of just the amount of toxic shit we've had to cope with for so long. Yeah, and I'm not saying we've solved it, but it just strikes me that I, to me, I think all of that stuff for men may be less down the road. Does that yeah. make sense? So there's less infrastructure mm. around all of I, I that think, body sh- shaming stuff for men. I think
1: a lot of the the differences exactly. as well for for men it's often for gym guys like the really intense guys it's guys judging other guys and complimenting other guys yeah. and not that not that you know women you no, know but like, i don't
0: think women get like i don't know that i can't way. speak for all women but i know that watching a scene where a guy has his shirt off and he's got like a six pack and he's ginormous yeah it's, i'm not into that i'm yeah. just not into that like I'll, i yeah i just think because I know, I think maybe because I know how much work had to go into it, mm. it doesn't look to me. It's not attractive. Yeah. In the same way, yeah. I just. Well, so, if you
1: ever lived with somebody who's trying to do that or done it yourself, that's what I it's mean. miserable.
0: And then they just and, fart and smell yeah. like eggs all the time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do it by particular. But, um, <laughs> no,
0: no. I just mean, and yeah. I'm not saying like looking after your body. I'm not saying no, that no, is attractive. And that's but not not I think what there's I'm so many either. other think, layers like, of it. Like fitness
1: is great. Yeah,
0: that's what I mean, what your body can do. When I think about,
1: like, the people who – when I feel like I'm, you know, looking well or whatever, it's often, like, men who will compliment me. They're like, oh, you're looking fit or whatever. Like, I don't get – Women being like, "You look great. You look like you're really working out the gym or whatever." It just literally never happens. <laughs>
0: I noticed that when Broden came over. Actually, yeah, Broden did say that to me. Broden Auntie said Nutter, that to yeah. me, and I can tell you were
1: both like, "We're guys that work out." We're guys I work respect out.
0: that because yeah. that's the thing. And actually, for women, it's are
1: compl- fucking hard. Man. It yeah. is, and women even do to that. look like this, it's like it's, it's hard, difficult. Yeah. You
0: look great, and but it is really hard. Mm. And I think that's the thing. Women do compliment other women. We often dress. Other women. Yeah, sure, yeah. I don't know if guys often, and this is such a generalization, but often notice what we're wearing comparatively to how in detail my friends will
1: notice. Uh, That's, that's, I would say that is on the whole true. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. and, and yeah, I think women compliment other women. mm. It would be weird if women came up to you just going, Oh, looking good, James. That
1: would be very weird. Like
0: they might notice, but they won't say.
1: Well, you know (laughs) what? If you're out there and you notice, you see me. Just tell me what you think, even if it's bad. Just be like, nah, no, no good, actually. You, you put look, a lot of effort you look in. Look like shit. <laughs> I
0: yeah. just think that there is a difference between, and I think it's like with all things, right? There isn't anything wrong with looking after your body and and no, becoming fit and really strong, good, yeah. and it's important to put the right foods in there and all that stuff. But when it becomes an obsession and it's yeah. all you can think about, and you just constantly scrutinize yourself in the mirror, it becomes dangerous. Mm. And I think I've had to let – because I've had two kids as well, my body is just not going to be the same as it was and Mm. it's done – it's been through a lot. Yeah. I can't take on that ridiculous minute detail of scrutiny that I used to when I was in my 20s. Like, And I remember I was talking to my sister about this, looking back at photos of myself where I knew I was huge. I thought in my head, oh, no, you're so unappealing and you look terrible in this outfit and you need to lose – 10 kilos and all this stuff. And I look back at that photo and I think, bloody hell,
1: you were a bit of all right there.
0: <laughs> you look lovely. What were you even worried about? Yeah. And And I think that now about myself, it's not. Imagine a, how
1: bad you're going to look in another 20
0: years. <laughs> I know, exactly. No, but I just think we walk around with these sort of cloudy totally, ideas of yeah. what we look like and it's only when we look back in hindsight and we go, actually, you were beautiful and what are we so obsessed over?
1: Do you ever look back and go, ugh?
0: <laughs> oh, look, yeah, there are plenty of photos look of me, that particular, particularly what well, in the early 2000s where I had like a really short haircut and it just, some people look great with short hair. I looked ridiculous. I had a fringe that started from the middle of my head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you, look like, uh, uh, you look like you gosh. had half a coconut. Yeah. A and bit. then I had a
0: Beatles <laughs> hair cover. I had a lot of terrible haircuts. Oh, what, I don't even know what I'm trying to say here. Just that. I think with all of this stuff, everything in moderation. And if you're finding that you're becoming so obsessed with mm. that, it's so dangerous. It's yeah. so easy to fall into that. And and I think, like with any addiction—food addiction, sex addiction, whatever—you know, alcohol, drugs—it's another form of numbing and addiction yeah. to get obsessed obsessed with your body mm. in that way.
1: Uh, one thing I. I... If you if you do do it properly and you're eating well and exercising, it's actually good. You, like, you feel good and you also, you know, you look good. You might not yeah. look like Chris Hemsworth or whatever who's definitely on the gear. But, you know what I mean, that's it's, it's good. You know, you're strong and you can run and whatever, you know what I mean.
0: And you, le- you live longer for your kids.
1: Yeah, you live right? longer. All of so. that stuff.
0: No, and I think that's great. I think that's a really good thing. Mm. Anyway...
1: You know, so I've got this T shirt. It's a it's a fitness T shirt. It's got Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger I on notice. it. And I noticed. And our son to me he goes, "Who's that guy?" And I'm like, oh, he's he's an old like an old movie star. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's he's a bit older now." And he goes, "Oh!" And I go, "And he goes, what did he do?" And I'm like, oh, "He was like a muscle man kind of thing." And he goes, "You've got bigger muscles than him." And I'm like, "I absolutely do that. I appreciate the compliment, but <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that is really
0: funny. Yeah. Isn't it? He's quite obsessed with muscles at the moment. And my muscles too. I'm like, look at my muscles. Yeah. But, I d- you know, I don't want him to just think manhood is about being stupid. No. We're
1: just we're trying to um, probably pushing him too much, but we're trying to – like he's doing fitness stuff at the moment. You know, he was doing basketball and we're talking about yeah. practicing and all these kinds of things and he's – yeah, he's working it's on it. getting himself. active. Anyway. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's move along. I've got another recommendation. Let's Can do it. Do we
1: have time, Claire?
0: Oh, it's already 28 minutes. Maybe not. Maybe I'll see. Okay. It. Is it a long one or a short one? No, it's one? a short one. I'll, do, I'll sneak it in. Okay. Sneak it in. This one is a board game called Codenames.
1: Codenames, oh, yes. Yes,
0: it's so fun. We played it when we went away with some families that are our friends and are awesome, and I think I'm really into like looking at board games at the moment, particularly in the whole pandemic time. It's true. So this one is really fun and it's kind of a word puzzle game and you have to divide into like two teams, red and blue, and each team has a leader, and it's about kind of – Sort of hard to explain. Mm. You ha- you get a series of words and on a board on a board, and so there'll be like a person who's red and a person who's blue, and the rest of the team doesn't know which words are the red words, and the mm. blue team doesn't know which words are the blue words. Yeah, and you kind of have to give one word as a clue, and get the uh, get your team to figure out which word you're or which words you're talking yeah, about. Yeah,
1: so you could say like if it's bird you could say flying and then they'll go, "Oh, he must be talking about yeah. bird." But if there's another word on there that is plane and it's like well I can't say flying cuz they'll think plane. Yeah, and
0: there's like words in there that if you if your team guesses incorrectly the other team wins
1: all yes. that kind of stuff.
0: And also you can you can say one word to guess three different yes. words. For, for example, if the word was bird, you might have flying branch nest or something. Or something. Oh, yeah, so sure, Yeah. yeah. So, there, so there's like and you can get really meta with it. Yeah. It's really interesting how people's brains work. Mm. And I really, really enjoyed it. So
1: it's a great game. Mm, it's, really it's really like fun. it's difficult as well, especially if you get like a bad a bad,
0: like a bad hand. Hands. It's yeah. really hard. I know. And it's um and you don't want to let the team down. And mm. it's yeah, it's quite but it's a really fun one to do with a big group or a small group.
1: Yeah, you probably need a better Probably at least four.
0: Yeah, to do it. yeah, and you can also y- play it on um, Zoom. We've been doing yeah. some Zoom sessions with that, which has also been really yeah. fun too. All
1: right, good stuff. Um, I could probably squeeze in a quick one if you want. Yes, as well. Uh, squeeze it in. I finished up, and uh, to much popular demand, people know, people want to know about this. I'm sure. Ah, uh, the Love Is Blind reunion special, which is the only reality show that I've watched in the past two years. I think, other than Love on the Spectrum, which is like a legitimately oh, good one. That's so, so for those people who don't know, it was a ten episode or eleven episode—I think it was ten episode—Netflix series where, where they they split up. The men and the women and they went into a house and they'd go into pods and they'd talk to each other through a wall. They couldn't see each other. That's why it was called Love in Blood. Listeners, you can't see James. expression. We've already (laughs) talked about it in the show. We have. They had to decide whether they would get married without seeing each other and the ones who decided then they would come out of the pods and then they'd kind of go and they'd go all the way up to when they'd get married and they'd all get dressed up and they'd stand on the altar with all their families and then they'd decide on the spot whether or not they were going to marry the other person or break their heart. It was fucking hilarious. Anyway, there's – no, it wasn't <laughs> – oh, was, so some terrible. of it was tragic, some of it was funny, some of them it's just like, why are you doing this? This is a terrible idea. You, you should,
0: started watching it and you were like, why well, am I watching this? And you watched the whole thing. I watched season. the whole thing. Anyway, so
1: I, I didn't realise there was a reunion special. So this one you're catching up with a couple, some you, some you love, some some you don't <laughs> love, some you know, some are together and you're just like, what is this? Why are you guys still together? It's been two years. You clearly hate each other. What the fuck is going on? Um some of them who like are now single, you kind of see how they're going and some are like doing better than others and still and you know, still kind of out there and putting themselves out there and and whatever. And there's just there's one couple in particular that's just like what is this? And it's this this guy's an absolute buffoon and the woman that that he's dating is also like she's a real like firecracker as well. And they clearly they just they just don't mesh. They've got this real like love-hate kind of situation. He's kind of a dope and she's like really fiery. And the, one of the first things he says was, "Is like, yeah, so I've been, you know, really looking after myself now. and now, now I like take care of my hygiene." And I'm like, "What the fuck is happening?" He's like, he's like 32 years old, and then he's going through like his skincare regime or whatever. And he brings like a different woman to the reunion party as the as opposed to the woman that he was dating. And and then so there's this big blowout, and the woman he brought is like, "Why would you bring me to this? What is wrong with you?" He's like, "I thought we were friends or whatever." And she's like, "What?" No, why do you think I'm here? And it, it was really funny. And I'm like, I want to see this guy again every day for the rest of my life. Um, it's hilarious. He just looks like a he looks like an anvil, just kind of walking around like, What doesn't she like me? Because you're stupid. You do stupid things. So you're a mean. stupid person." That's
0: so mean. Yeah. Uh, does it bother you that they like choose people and play on their mental health? Yeah, but that, you know what, television. there's like, there's
1: a couple of couples, like one in particular, who's like, these guys legitimately seem like they like each other, Aww. which is nice, you know what I mean? Yeah. And every other person who's in the game show is just like staring at them, just like, these fucking <laughs> <laughs> like they like each
0: other and then look
1: happy. Yeah, oh, no. but they look like legitimately <laughs> happy. Like, yeah. it's really, it's quite nice. See, um, so there's one out of like. 40 however many were in it yeah. wow
0: all right but you recommended it no don't watch it <laughs> do you know what i realized i this is unsurprisingly what i love about reality tv because i don't watch a lot of it at all i don't really get it mm. when i do like it it's because it's hopeful and inspiring
1: there's a little yeah well there's a little <laughs> bit of that in it Speed cubers, I watched that. I was actually talking about oh, that today. Yeah, with a as well That's um, cool.
0: Apparently, there's one on glass blowing that's really. Oh, uh, really?
1: Amazing. Oh, glass blowing is amazing. Yeah, I mean, and we saw glass blowing in Venice. We somewhere. did, and they uh, like
0: blew horses and all kinds of. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have those Italian cut out for you. Yeah, you were. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, Italian stallions. Big um, breath. You yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, apparently there's like, I think it might be on Netflix and I've been meaning to watch it. It's a glass blowing reality TV show. And apparently, who was I talking to? Oh, I'm on a podcast with Maria Angelico. She was telling me she got really into it. She was like, finally they get recognition. They've been working on their glass blowing for like 20 years. Yeah,
1: (laughs) We saw this dude, like I still remember it. He fashioned like a glass horse, like in front of us. Yeah. In like a minute. I was like. What the hell? It was. It was amazing. It
0: was so amazing, and that kind of stuff was what I like That's why I still love MasterChef for the same yeah. reason, or, or like Australian Idol. It's when I like, or even I really love Dancing with the Stars for the same reason. Because Dancing with the Stars, they work bloody eight hours a day, That's and they true. get
1: really good. That uh, what I don't like that is about like that pirouette was shit. And I'm like, you're fucking shit. You know how hard that is. I mean, yeah. I don't know how hard it is, <laughs> yeah. but it seems really hard. I
0: always love it when the footballers are like. Oh mate, you 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 stood on the right foot this time yeah. and they're like stomping around.
1: And they've got their, their shoes on out. the wrong feet. Yeah. Just like,
0: <laughs> and they put their arm out in this really funny, awkward way. Yeah. Anyway, I love, I love that it. show because like because you can see a trajectory of people really yeah. improving and getting better. That's, That's what I love. I don't like the taking hmm. down of stuff.
1: It's interesting seeing people who like aren't dancers who like take to it naturally. I'm trying to think of an example of that. Well, not even naturally, they work really hard. Celia Cola, yeah. correct,
0: exactly. Those was really interesting. Yeah, she won yeah. and she was bloody amazing. Yeah. Like that that whole thing and because they did it during the beginning of the pandemic mm. so back last nobody year. Nobody yeah, so it st- started with audiences and then they eventually lost their mm. audiences and it was but she worked so hard. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah, That's what I love when you see someone that and someone else who, Kate Sobrano oh, yeah, yeah. was really amazing too. and You um, met her? Yeah, I did meet her. Yeah. Yeah, a Parliament She's house. a
1: Scientologist. Is she? Yeah.
0: No, I followed yes. her on Instagram. She seems really great. Her daughter seems really cool.
1: I hope that's true. Oh, is Give that true? You be too thick. She is a Scientologist. I really, Do you makes, remember? She
0: paints guitars and they're amazing. Anyway. She should
1: play guitar. She's doing her own. She does but, both. oh, good. Do you remember when we went to Venice at that particular spot, 2008? Yes. 2008, yes. And, I, and there was this amazing Venetian glass um, right. <laughs> jewellery store and I snuck in there. So Snuck in and I bought you a bracelet, Venetian so glass, and then beautiful. I hid it in my backpack. And we carried it all around Europe, and then back to London. I lived there, and just before you we went home, I gave it to you. And you're like, "Oh my God, this is amazing!" And then you lost it. I mean, left it in a bar. Oh, <laughs> Anyway, I I'm still, just asking. Do you remember that? I
0: still think about it. I knew exactly what you were going to say as soon as you as soon as you bought it the Venetian glass. I got this like stabbing anxiety because I still remember it and I loved it so much. It was, it was good, these beautiful
1: round. The face. guy helped me like distract you while I like picked oh, it out or whatever. Yeah, James. And it was probably eighty euro, which was a lot oh, then and it was now. A lot of money. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! I just am the worst with stuff like that. I just lose things so easily. I don't know easily. why you took it off. I don't. I think or did it you? It must have
1: fallen I think off. Maybe you sold me a piece of crap. No, uh,
0: I loved it so much. As, I'm really horrible. Wasn't me meant to being.
1: be. Wasn't meant to be.
0: I loved it. So, I'm like, I love you. Well, I kept you.
1: <laughs> that's true. You had to leave something at a bar. Anyways, we should wrap it up. We, All right. Uh, you can yes. actually you can review the show. It helps us out massively if you could. or will give us a review in app. Five stars would is our preference, but that's obviously up to you. This is from JDD7219, who says legends. You will have listened to them so often that you'll eventually find yourself furious that you cannot just text one of them to say thanks for the suggestion or to furiously disagree with them. I love (laughs) them both dearly. Thank you, JDD7219. Oh, thanks, mate. That's
0: so lovely. Mm. And you can also email us with some suggestions just like the wonderful Eric from Nottingham has. Oh, my God. Nottingham. Eric of
1: Nottingham.
0: Eric, I know he sounds like you're dressed in a little Robin Hood outfit. That's the only thing I know
1: about Nottingham. It's true. I, I know love Eric.
0: that Disney cartoon with the fox dresses.
1: Don't even start with that shit, please. <laughs> I don't know if you know about this. I know about... I know. You know
0: how I know because people keep tweeting at me about <laughs> this, the fox dresses made
1: Marion. It's because Mason is in love with the fox <laughs> from... Um, She's
0: very beautiful. She has lovely eyes. I
1: wouldn't know. Dresses. I don't... I honestly can't see it. It makes no... Um, well,
0: apparently you're into it and if she was real, I would be in trouble.
1: Can I just quickly show you something? This is something that came up in the Reddit... Oh, there's a clip from Hey, Hey, It's Saturday. Yep, that's up there. <laughs> M- Mason and I also talk a lot about Hey, Hey, It's Saturday. Uh, I don't know if you know I've that. I've
0: seen that one where it's the guy like looking back or something at Maid Marion.
1: Is it this one?
0: I haven't seen that <laughs> one. <No.
1: laughs> so for those who don't know, it's me and Maid Marian. Uh, it's This is drawn in MS Paint and we're, <laughs> we're not in the same location but we're looking up at the stars crying and, and Maid Marion is saying, can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky are like shooting stars? And then I'm saying I can really use a wish right now, which is that real <laughs> <ass> song. <laughs> it's so weird and niche. I just um I just think that's really funny. And also, more of a reflection of the way that Mason feels about Maid Marion. Do you is know that actually? Real? What? does he
0: really have a crush on me? Yeah, Mario? that's true. Oh yeah, I'm fair enough. And I have a bit of a crush on the fox.
1: Perfect. You guys have, you, you should talk about it all the time. But not He's foxy. Uh, you know, did you and they're also, I'm dreading it because they're remaking it. But with like 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 you know the way they did like Zootopia. Oh yeah. And so yeah, I'm yeah. just like I don't want this fucking movie to come out because I know just the <laughs> amount of people are going to send me shit. It's just like,
0: and they can't remake that because it's just a classic. It's they're going to they do ruin it all it. anyway. You know what? Oh it's no, they're
1: going to. It's not like amazing as a movie either. Like it's yes, okay. It
0: is. I love it. It's I all love right. It. No, no, no. I totally disagree. It is. Such it's in that a good
1: weird movie. Disney era where they didn't really know what they were doing. No, it's so good. It's that uh, there's
0: a lot of ones that aren't so great, but that one, it's a classic. Okay. The songs are so great. The vibe of it is so good. There's so many great jokes in there. The little rabbits are so cute with the little turtles mm, like and the little like, coins. The little coins and like the funny, like lion prince guy. And I just, the snake, it's just great. The definitive it's a version real classic.
1: of Robin Hood is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves with Kevin Costner. All right. Everybody okay. Poor
0: Eric from Nottingham. Sorry. We have had hijacked his, his email. What was <laughs> We haven't started reading oh, his okay. email yet. What have we got? Poor Eric from Nottingham. Hi, Claire and her husband, man. That's me. I was listening to your soon-to-be-more-successful podcast, Todd's, and in mm. the episode with Jess Perkins, you spoke about gender-swapping characters in children's
1: books. It's true.
0: I wanted to let you know about A Mighty Girl, a amightygirl.com, so it's, there's a website there. Okay. It's a website that chronicles books, TV, movies with female protagonists. Ah, The description of okay. the book section reads, A Mighty Girl's book section features over 4,000 girl-empowering books starring stellar, mighty girl characters. So it seems like a great starting point for parents looking for female role models for their children, whatever gender they are.
1: Very good.
0: Also, a book recommendation of my own, "Invisible Woman Exposing Gender Bias in a World Designed for Men by Caroline Criado Perez. It's a book that analyzes and breaks down the gender gap in data collection and design of all areas of design, healthcare, and culture, and I found it fascinating and infuriating online. Right. When you start examining this stuff, it's insane. Like hair, air conditioners? That's why women are constantly cold cold, because it's the design of men. They're different, yeah. Correct. Anyway, as a bloke, I'm not aware in my everyday life of the little ways the world is designed to benefit me and make things harder for women. And as an architectural designer myself, it's extremely important that I'm aware of how and when I'm excluding 50% of the planet in my work. Eric, you are a legend. Eric
1: knows what he's doing. He
0: does highly, highly recommend for any designers, particularly men in my opinion. Sorry for the long email. Thanks for the great content. Eric. Very good. I know. I totally think that is fantastic, Eric. Thank you so much because absolutely right that um, it's all there's so much in design that it's been designed with like a standard six-foot man in mind. Even cities, when you start to look at it, are designed around sort of for men. What about pockets? Well, exactly, James. Like my sister and I were talking about this the other day. Men's clothing in general is cheaper and really well made. It's warmer. There's like a thousand different hidden pockets everywhere. It's really functional and the fabrics are always better. And with women's clothing, you wash them twice, they like fall to pieces Mm. and there's usually way less function and way less pockets. And if you look at the difference in even kids' clothing between boys and girls, the clothing for boys is a better quality.
1: I think also a lot of time the the girls' clothes is like, they're like lighter and brighter colours, so they show up dirt easier as well. Yeah,
0: but it's also the fabrics too yeah. are less qual, often less quality mm. because they've got like frou-fru bits and things. And and there's nothing wrong. We've got a bunch of clothes them. for our
1: daughter that's like white, and I'm like, why the fuck would I put her in this? Yeah, like that's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. And look, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have beautiful clothes. And I'm saying or, like,
1: you should put every kid in a potato sack.
0: <laughs> anyway, I just think that whole idea of looking at why and the world is designed for men mm. and how we can better design buildings and infrastructure that yep. ca- takes everyone into account. I exactly. Think. Inc- including people with disabilities as well. That's a massive thing with mm. accessibility. So. You know what,
1: I've also, like you notice pushing a pram, how many places are not accessible. Yeah. You know what I mean? You it's totally like there's a ramp, you're like, oh, thank God. And a lot of, the, a lot of the, in Australia, like they have to have ramps. It's like mandated. Yeah, but I them. just
0: even noticed there's so many small shops where we can't wheel the pram around pranging, and there's, yeah. there's massive stairs. Yeah. And I, it just always makes me think about people in wheelchairs who are trying to access. You would just have to avoid Yeah, shops. you just couldn't, yeah. And I just, yeah, and I, I mean obviously I can't empathise in that way. Like I couldn't, I, I have no idea what it would feel like. But in a small way I can see just mm. how ridiculously unaccessible so many things are in our World and way of being.
1: Anywho, I, I like to think this podcast is unaccessible. Do you know what I mean? You turn it on, and you're like, what is this? What is happening here? It is a strange face. Why I, is that? Why is a guy who's not on the show in love with Maid Marian? It's a great question. You're gonna have to <laughs> message him at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter.
0: And now everyone's gonna think I'm a terrible wife because I lost that beautiful bracelet.
1: Cares how many terrible things have I done? I gave our son expired cough serum syrup. This very evening, <laughs> yeah, you did. So it's fine. I think fine. he's okay. We and not go just check. like a little bit expired, like a lot
0: <laughs> by like years. <laughs> I tried really hard not to be mad, but I was really mad.
1: Yeah, but also, it's like cough syrup. Who gives a shit? If it was like rat no, poison,
0: don't say that on a podcast. Do check no, no, all don't, the expiry don't. dates. of all it was all like, the things. We we rang You've looked at the poisons website. I looked at the poisons website,
1: up. and they said, "What have you done? What have they you did. done?" They did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> James, it said on
1: the
0: it website. It, it knew. <laughs> it did. Okay, right, we've really run long. over. Thank you so much to colleagues for ending this episode. We've been to Jess for Podcasts.
1: Ah,
0: Bye. Ah.
1: This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. I mean, if you want, it's it's up to you.